Welcome, Phoenix fans, to episode seven of The Burning Bird. I'm Steve Leinert, the play-by-play announcer and uh, a content, strategic content analyst. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. For a uh, for the for the writing that I do, also for the Phoenix website. So you gave yourself that title as well. No, no, I, no. It was bestowed upon me by the higher ups in the organization. Thank you, Harvest, for just assuming that I knighted myself. It sounds like thank you. It sounds like you're 22 and lying on a resume to get a better job. So well, really I'm, 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 I'm 47 and lying on a resume trying to get a better job. There's no question about that. So as you, as you can already tell, I'm joined by my normal partners in crime, Harvish Meta. Can these higher-ups also give me uh, a nickname? Abs- that- absolutely not, Harvish. Everyone's been failing on this. You might have to come up with one on your own. And, of course, I'm joined by Alexander Shaggy Shragas. Yeah, I'm here. I thought we'd settled on Huck because of... The whole conversation we had about how hucking is really where you're at in life. You're Harvish the Huck? Oh, let's do it, yeah. I mean, I can't huck, really. You know, but, you know, my poles might be lofty. In the other way, though. <laughs> no. So you're a, you, you want a nickname Huck, but you can't huck. Well, it's related to, um, it, it's the, an acronym for other, other things. It's All the pod things. Okay, all right. Well, we'll, we'll delve into that in the future as we slowly lose listeners. <laughs> in the very beginning of the podcast. Anyway, uh, hey, the Phoenix coming off a week where like they, they were on the bye, yeah. so they didn't lose. That was huge. They, this bye week, they actually won. They won the bye week. They won this, this one. The last one, they went even, but this one, they won. Okay, but, and, and uh, what do you mean by that? Well, New York this weekend swept D.C. They swept them, they took their brooms, and they got under their bed, and they went... <laughs> And uh, that's what I mean by that. Because here's the thing. For us to make the playoffs, we need D.C. to lose games. We need them to lose a lot of games. We need them to lose um, in by large margins, short margins, doesn't matter. And New York, with that comeback, was a win for the Phoenix. The, the, uh, just to let everybody make everyone aware that the, uh, the, the D.C. Breeze were up by six in the third quarter and looked to be pulling away from the Empire. And then all of a sudden, the floor fell out from underneath the breeze and suddenly the empire emerged with a 2019 win in a huge comeback i mean that's got to be a little disheartening for dc getting because this is at least the third time they put up a good fight against the empire only to have it ripped away there harvish you know i'm i'm starting to lose lose trust in daryl stanley i thought you told me he's like this this crazy good coach he's been on the line twice now twice Three, three times. Three, the double overtime okay. game, the overtime game, and then... He's, he's been on the break and he still can't close it. What's going What's What's wrong? Oh, Daryl's a... Daryl's You just have to win one game, Daryl. You just got to win one game. It's a playoff game. That's it. We're talking about uh, a New York team that hasn't looked like anyone could beat them. The fact that DC's getting close, I think it's a big deal. But, Harvish, of these three games, the first game where DC looked like they had the game in hand and then it just slipped away at the end, the second game where they lost uh, in double overtime because the rest didn't know the rule, Yeah. or the third game where they were up big by six and New York went on one, which game of those do you think DC regrets the most? Philly's not doing great, so i got to revel in the misery of my foes. I'm going to say... That's, that's very tough. They can't really regret that second game because that was rest fault. They can't do anything about that. No, that stinks the sweetest. New, yeah. New Orleans is going on parades dressed as blind refs right now. So, like, 
I have no idea what that just Wait, meant. really? So at Mardi Gras this year, there was a contingent of people from New Orleans who dressed oh, up as NFL referees. The Saints game. The Saints game. But with blindfolds on. Because that, that was a terrible call in the NFC Championship game. There's because a, they're upset. Well, yeah. so, so was so that the case? Was that the case in New York? Where a bunch of DC players? Well, I think this last one was the most upset. These are up six. They thought they had the game in hand. They lost it. It's a great point. They can't finish games? It's, Come on. You know, well, uh, they they will be finishing games. I I would predict in the, the future. All star with them too. New, New York finished too soon. New, they have, well, they have the MVP and Rowan McDonald. We'll get to the All Star game and and in, in, in depth here in, in just a moment. Oh, but no. the weekend the weekend has left the East. New York in solid control at seven and zero. But the rush behind them at five and two. The rush beat Montreal on uh, nineteen to thirteen on Sunday, which was a Back-to-back for Montreal. Montreal defeated Ottawa on Saturday, 21-19 in the East there. So now D.C. falls to 4-4. Four and four, And the Phoenix are sitting there at 2-3 and three with that stinging loss against the Royale. Still stuck in this in their craw. And now you got the Royale right there behind them at 2-5. And, and the Outlaws are sitting at the, in the basement at 1-6. So... Now, going forward here, Shaggy, we, like the, the Breeze, the, the Phoenix have a few games coming up against D.C., most notably on the 16th, uh, a Sunday afternoon contest at A.A. Garth Waite Stadium, D.C. coming into town. The night before, uh, Philadelphia's going to travel up to New York to play the Empire, which is never an easy task. And then they're going to have that pivotal back-to-back game against D.C. What's What's... How's the East shaping up for the Phoenix and their possible playoff push? Mm, well, maybe all those New York dudes that are playing in the All-Star game will get tired and they won't be able to play very well. <laughs> one week of rest. Yeah, one, only one week of rest. The Phoenix are coming off of like a month of rest. So that is in the Phoenix favor. The issue that I see for the Phoenix is that we need to beat D.C. these last two games because it's going to be tough for us to cash Toronto in the win-loss column, even though we had that win against Toronto. I mean... There's a world in which we beat Toronto in Toronto. I don't live in that world, but there's a world in which that happens. But I think DC are the, is the team we got to set our sights on, and they've already played eight games, so we kind of know where they're going to finish. They're probably going to finish around 500, and the Phoenix, to get above them, are going to have to beat them twice. And in that, I have a question for you guys. We talk a lot about sports and sports about how, look, you can't throw away games. Yeah. Every game matters. You got to play every player. But I feel like in Frisbee, more than in any other sport, you have these opportunities to strategically throw games. So if you're in a normal Frisbee setting where you play four games on a weekend and you clinch, the, if you clinch being in the championship bracket, you clinch your pool, let's say, you, and, and you're 3-0, you might throw away that fourth game. I'm wondering... Should the Phoenix maybe rest some of their starters, not play them a full 22, 23-point load against New York, and then come have D.C. at home fresh the next day? Or should they go out all out, try to win both those games, and say, look, you're professional ultimate players, you're ultimate Frisbee players who are used to playing these 8, 9, 10-game weekends, you should be able to handle this. I want to answer this because I, I also was thinking about this too. I'm like, we go to New York, that's a very tough game to beat, and then we're going to have we – have we're basically – Trying on, trying on a game that we might have a chance to beat versus a game that we have a really a much better chance to beat DC the next on Sunday. So uh, here's what I would say. I would say, look, we're missing. We're going to start losing a lot of people. We have Esther, unfortunately. 
he started his uh, he, his season's over. He's not coming back to play. Well, he no started injury. his European trip yeah. around. Like he's not hurt or anything. Yeah, he's not hurt. Injury. I mean, it's not like no. He's, he's traveling. He's yeah. fine. He's traveling. Damiano's also traveling. You know, we, with Esser. With Esser. <laughs> um, what, what I say is, we have to give. We don't know any other upcoming stars on the Phoenix. We gotta give them a chance, and I think that's what we should use New York for. We should use New York for giving our our stars and our starters some touches as well as limiting their amount of points, but also giving other roster spots a look. So they're also prepped to see face DC on Sunday. And I, I don't like throwing games either, but I want to make that game useful and actually get some knowledge from that game instead of just throwing it away. Harvish, if you and Shaggy are both not playing against New York on Saturday, I'm going to be highly disappointed in Dave Hansen's decision. Okay, I mean... You're literally. saying Hansen should put myself and Harvish in. Absolutely. Billy Sickles and Sean Mont should be resting on their couches Saturday night getting no, at least foot massages by someone on the Steve, team. Steve, Dude, Steve, Steve, 20, we'll 22 days of rest. They need something. We'll host, we, we'll host a special. You have to pick your battles, man. They and need at least like two, three points. No, absolutely not. I don't want. I don't want them going up there and possibly catching a cold up in New Rochelle. I don't want any chances of Billy Sickles getting like a the, the sickle sniffles or anything of that nature. I don't want any of that. All right. I want them ready for DC. They're already going to have their fourth loss against New York. Okay. I mean, you might as well. And look, if you, you if you need something down the road, then then you bring the horses. But right now, on this trip to New York. I would be. It's. It would be like if the Eagles had clinched the uh, NFC East, and we were playing the Cowboys in the last oh. game of the of the season. Mm-hmm. You the know Cowboys. what? I, you know. You know what we did? Lost we, six we, we, we lost six to nothing. We benched everyone. So I. I don't care if the Phoenix lose six to nothing in New York that Saturday night. But we are jumping way ahead of ourselves here. So I, I'm sorry, Harvest. You wanted. You wanted to uh, say another stoop point about tanking. I, I think. I think you're look. I mean, trust the process is our thing, right? In Philadelphia? No, I'm kidding. But it's... I also realize that travel time can hurt them, too. So you're right in that sense that you don't want them even traveling up to New York and then traveling back in the night to be ready for a game next, mo- next afternoon, early afternoon. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so you don't I, want want them them, I want them sleeping in their own beds without, yeah. without any disturbances. Would you say that's what Montreal did to us? They came here pretty early, took some rest on Friday. Uh, they they had an Airbnb, but they, yeah. but they needed they, but, their season so, was on so, the line. So they gave, this is this is a much different yeah. harvest now. This is a much different situation. Yeah, okay. Than Montreal coming here, we are not the New York Empire. We are, yeah. like, we, like, by, and I, I really hate to say that like but, that. But, but they like, gave us they gave us their all, but they didn't give DC anything. Well, right. Uh, well, they needed they needed that I win. They needed that win. They needed that win. All right. So before we delve into the All Star Game, Shaggy, what's your super Shaggy Superstat of the Week. All right, here's my Superstat of the Week. The Phoenix don't have any players that lead the league in blocks. We don't have any players on the top 10 of, ten of blocks, but we do have the number three. We are the number three team in the league in blocks per game at 11.8. Part of that is because our O-line players, you know, we talked about how Billy Sickles leads the team in blocks. Our O-line players get a lot of Ds, which is not exactly what you want. But look, we're up there with great company. I mean, it's the Dallas Roughnecks, the Toronto Rush, and the Philadelphia Phoenix. And I think... The Phoenix, while we don't have anybody on our team that is maybe like running around the field, getting a lot of Ds, we have a team that plays really solid defense. And and that's both sides of the disc. The O-line and the D-line, both are playing really good defense. That's what made that Montreal loss so disturbing is how 
often. I think the O-line got broken, but even so, this is a team that when they need to, they play hard D. And that's really cool. It's very important. All right. Well, uh, speaking of hard Ds, uh, Harvish, your uh, all-star selection seems to be a little lacking in some defensive prowess against uh, against the team that was drafted against you last week, considering where all the chips fell in the AUDL draft. So we're gonna we're gonna what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go through here the. Rowan and K, uh, what's it, KPS? Is that Kevin Pettit Stanley? KPS, okay. I think they call um, him KPP, but I can't figure out why. We'll call him KPS. Okay. KPS. All right. Stanley. Oh, well, he has less hair, right? He, well, well, why would that be another P? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be KPH. Yeah, well. Seven of the pretty hair. Wow. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, let's do that one. Oh, oh, now suddenly a hey, master of a master of uh, nicknames yeah, hot. over here. Pretty hair. So, anyhow, all right. So, the draft results. Okay, here we go. The overall draft order. Um, uh, so, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the guy's name, and you're going to say who picked them and where. Got it. Okay. Uh, all right. No. <laughs> yes, Harvest. Yes. And you're going to – so, Jay Frude for Dallas. Uh, Steve's team, 16th overall pick. That's uh, they, He went number one overall. In, um, we call that extreme value. That was, that was just a solid – Choice there. I can't believe you let him dangle. He but comes 16, Steve. Yeah, so Ben Yacht. Ben Yacht went number two. Who, whose team is Ben Yacht on? Steve's team, number one overall. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, oh, no. Khalif El Salim. Salam. Khalif El Salam. Seattle, number three overall. But number 10 overall on Steve's team. Oh. I have to say, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, right, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, well, we all know Paul, the next one. Paul Giannis from Chicago at number four overall. My team, my team. Yeah, number yeah. three yeah. to uh, Harvish, <laughs> and he is the best handler on the roster. Good, good. All right, but then, yeah. num- like, so, all right, we'll just, we'll, we'll roll through that. So, uh, Cam Harris from Toronto. Number Jeff, eight to Steve. Jeff Babbitt from New York. Uh, number six to Steve. Pat Sherwise from Madison. Oh, my God. Uh, number 24 to Steve. I'm number 24. I'm all the players I picked. I will say, uh, Evan, Lepler's, Evan Lepler's number one pick in the draft was Travis Dunn out of San Diego. He went 28th to Steve. <laughs> that was a pretty solid pick. Oh, yeah. God. yeah, Travis Dunn went 15th overall in the yeah. deal. Well, Evan Lepler's not paid to coach, so. Yeah, <laughs> okay. All right, well, so we so so we won't we won't continue to put Harvish through this but horrific exercise. I think I got the greatest steals. Mott, I got Mott. Yeah. You got Mott. Mott was... Picked, he, he fell to, what, 25th overall. Yeah. He went to Team Rowan. And Team Rowan, now Rowan McDonald, his credit, said, he goes, this is my sleeper pick right here, Sean Mott. And gave him gave, gave Mott some props there. After his 80 throws, I'm sure he's going to find a way to get to Mott. Well, right. I mean, well, Mott's going to have a bunch of people to throw it to. I'll, 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 let the, I'll say that. I mean, uh, Mott, uh, Mott, Mott could be one of the stars of this game if he plays it right. And by the way, big hats off to the AUDL for – Paying for all these players to fly in and put on the showcase on uh, on Saturday uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. This Saturday at 7 p.m. opening pull, uh, Breeze Stevens Field in Madison, Wisconsin. So please sign up for AUDL TV. Make the Phoenix your favorite team and enjoy the AUDL All Star Game this Saturday. Actually, now, 
This might be live on Facebook. It might oh, be. Was a draft. It might that be live on Facebook. Draft. Okay. Yeah, that was the draft. That was the, well, the draft was live on Facebook. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. So so now we are, and by the way in the uh, in the NFL draft in the NFL draft they have the last pick in the draft mm-hmm. is called Mister Irrelevant. Yes. Okay. So this year, Mister Irrelevant in the first ever AUDL draft was. Joe Cubitt. Yes, number from- 17th overall to Harvish. I got him. I got him, though. Well, he's a handler. Yeah, yeah. Well, way to pick up the last pick in the draft at 17. Is he the only rookie, though? I gave a chance. Uh, you are you're big in the giving people chances, Harvish, yeah. and I like that about you. I mean, that's really that's a really positive thing. That's like my New York. I'd rather, I'd rather have players that I already know what I'm getting as opposed to letting these people take chances with my future, but that's fine. Hey. You do you. It's true. The stakes here are very real. I, I would like to. <laughs> I would like to adjust my future stat of last week. I said that Sean Mott would score 20, 12 goals in the All Star game. I don't think that's true. I think looking at the teams, that Sean Mott is going to throw twelve goals. I'm, I'm switching from goals to assists. My, I, I'm a little um, twelve assists. I have a little bit of PSI, SIR, STAI. What's the word when you can read the future? M-O-U-S-E. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I have a little bit of mouse in me. I think uh, I got the number 12. I thought it was goals. It's assists. Looking at this team, um, I mean, Sean Moss just, again, we talked about last week how you could just throw things to vague areas and Steve's team would catch goals. I think that's what's going to happen with Mott here. He's going to throw things in the end zone and like Jay Fruit, Khalif Al-Salam, Cam Harris, Travis Dunn, they're all just going to catch him. It's excited. Well, and what are you looking forward to from the All-Star game there, Harvish? I'm looking forward to my handlers taking over. Can I get some points in there? I, 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 I bet your handlers better run some clocks well, for you. They are <laughs> on the same team. Yeah. Kevin Pettit-Stanley and Kevin Pennant Stanley for real and Kevin Pennant Stanley, the Harvest version, had the same idea, which was draft the handlers. They just had a they picked up Joe Cubitt with the last pick. But isn't that a steal? Yeah. A, yeah. Well a steal for them. Okay. For you, it wasn't as much as a steal, but <laughs> Joe Cubitt could be great. Like he's a rookie, so we don't really know him. And he's yeah. from Detroit, so we really don't really know him. That's true. They they do play in relative obscurity. Do, do you really see Strongmont getting twelve assists? I think it's possible. I think he, he might have, I think he might have a combined number of 12 between points and assists, but I don't know. So, so here's, here's the problem. That team is really lacking in throwers. They really have Rowan and Sean Mott. And everybody else on that team, while they love to throw, like Khalif Al-Salam will let it rip whenever Khalif wants to. But that is, that is a receiving team. And maybe Ben Katz a little bit. But that is a team that wants the disc in their hands in the goal. And I think that that's going to play itself out, out. Like, you are who you are at a certain point, And, like... Cam Harris, while he is a very good thrower, he wants to cut. All these players want to cut, and Sean Mott, I think, more than some of the other players on the team, want to throw the disc to these cutters. I don't know anything about Brian Pernodica. I shouldn't. I'm, I'm shocked by you pronounce his name correctly. Who has him? <laughs> you. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, Harvest really cleaned up in the bottom 12 players. I think you might have everybody from the final 12 picks, which is very... I mean, that's hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> well done, though, Harris. Well done. So, I'm, I'm going to be giving people chances, you know? All right. Well, we are... You You are very, very generous in that way as a human being. Steve, um, who are you picking between Team Rowan and Team KPS? Ooh, I am going... That's a... I'm... I... Ooh. I... KPS... 
I like KPS. I like, I like, I like, I'm just a Ben Yacht, Jeff Babbitt fan. Goose Helton's going to be like, you know, it, it, it kind of like mirrors my my roster right there, except I had Team Rowan. It's true. Um, you know, but KPS, and I like KP, I like that the uh, Madison guys are, they're at home, you know what I mean? That they, uh, they're, like, I think they'll feel uh, right in the, right, right at home in the middle of this thing here, and uh, they're going to want to put on a show. And I think that KPS's team is going to end, end up emerging uh, victorious on a Saturday night. How about you, Hawks? I'm going the other way, actually, because the other team actually kind of reflects my team, I think. But, oh, they have Bo Kittridge. I like him a lot. They have Bono, who I picked up really early for some reason because he had a fantastic game against the Phoenix. And they have Cam you Harris. get out of this Phoenix bubble, my man. You no, live no, in this no, little, no, little no. tiny bubble. And, and this team also has Sean Mott. Oh, jeez. So, okay. Yeah. I disagree. The other divisions are terrible. You should stay in the East. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, there you have it there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, thank you for joining us for Episode 7 of The Burning Bird. We uh, recorded this week from Flippin' Bailey's here in Bryn Mawr. Um, they have a awesome pizza here, and Shaggy just got some wings that are on sale here on Thursday evenings. So uh, join us again next week when we recap the All-Star game. We delve further into whether or not the Phoenix should tank against the Empire and whether or not Harvish will ever end up with a nickname better than Huck. No, it's Huck. <laughs> it's a good nickname. We'll explain out the, out the air. And spoiler alert, I don't think the Phoenix should, should tank that New York game. This is, we, no, have, we, have, we have a week to think about it. We have a week have to, to learn about it. We have to learn about it. We have, have a week to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> for Harvest Meta, for Alexander Shaggy Shragus, I'm Steve Liner. Thank you for joining us on The Burning Bird. All right. <laughs>